Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Bad Cody Funky podcast, issue number 45. Today we'll be talking about Netflix's Daredevil, season number two, with the Punisher and Elektra added to the cast. But before we get into this podcast this week, we got a few items in our world that uh, we want to get out of the way. So yeah, this morning we got a nice little privilege to see the trailer, the first trailer for Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Yes. Um, Now, I'm not going to lie. Like, the teaser trailer last night was definitely a big of a surprise. I didn't expect it to. There was, like, no warning anywhere from my my radar. Seriously. That doesn't happen. So, Mm. it just, like, was a shock when I discovered it. And then, like, yeah. I didn't know what to expect from this trailer or even expect from the movie. But from what I've seen so far, it looks like it looks like it could be pretty good. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, I think a lot of people weren't even expecting any movie in the first place. I think that everyone was so caught up in the main universe that when people saw this trailer, I noticed a lot of comments asking why like, why this has nothing to do with the other films, seemingly. Because uh, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a side story. And and really, they people are have just known about, for the most part, the, the relaunch, not the relaunch, but the uh, continuation of the, of the franchise. Like, a lot of my friends were, like, wondering why it looked so different, like, my coworkers especially, because they thought it was supposed to be episode eight. That's what they thought they saw, you know? And I knew they they were going to run into that issue, because a lot of muggles and even people who like Star Wars are like, wait, what? Like, how is this? How is this thing? So so my question is, what do you think, like, they could do, as in they, as in advertising or marketing, whoever, to, to tell people that this isn't episode eight? I mean, a lot of people are thinking that right now. Show Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Show Darth yeah. Vader. Hopefully, I mean, unfortunately, because okay. we saw it with like Deadpool, people need to be spoon fed just for like what stuff is. So hopefully, just being called Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and Episode Eight not being in there at all would do it. And the fact it's called a Star Wars story would be enough. But again, we had people maybe a Star Wars side story. Rogue One: The Search for the Death Star plans. <laughs> but again, it goes goes back to Deadpool. People are like, "Well, there should be a way, a warning for rated R movies that so people would know." And it's like, yeah, it's called a rated R rating. <laughs> it's called a fucking rating, you know. <laughs> and I think I think even in I think even in the uh, in, in the trailers, they could kind of have like a brief montage uh, of what was going on at the same time, and then be like, "But also happening at the same time." Meanwhile, then, at the Hall yeah. of Justice, <laughs> yeah. Just some way that people know, because right now people are kind of going into it thinking that this is, the, they're fighting the, um, oh my god, I already forgot their name. The, the uh, First the Order? Empire, the First Order, yeah. Is anyone else like kind of disappointed that Alan Tudyk is not playing Grand, Grand Moff Tarkin? Like, he's, he's been a bad guy in every single... Or Grand Admiral some, Thrawn. He's supposed to be in there somewhere, from what I read, like in the forums and like other like... Uh, he's the robot. Yeah, like he's in there like somewhere. Like he's gonna be either like a three D rendering of what he's supposed to look like or something like that. Same thing with Vader. Vader is definitely gonna show up, but it's either gonna be as you know someone walking around the Vader costume or just like a, right, right. a hologram of Vader. Well, well, my theory is that they don't want to to bank on Darth Vader pulling in audience. They, they if anything, I think that they would like him to be a a nice surprise for viewers in the film. But I honestly think that it that. That's a misguided approach. I think they really do need to establish the time period, and and that's the the most surefire way to let people know when this takes place. I guess my point was more that Alan Tudyk has been a bad guy or a red herring of a bad guy in every single Disney movie that he's ever been in. So like Wreck-It Ralph, he was the bad guy. 
uh, Frozen. He wasn't <laughs> oh, the bad guy, but he was like right. he might yeah. as well have been. And yeah. um, I just realized he was the bad guy in Wreck It Ralph, and I didn't even know. In <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and even in uh, Big Hero Six, he was Alistair Craig, who wasn't the bad guy, but you like were led to believe he was the bad guy. So I was I thought for sure that they would get him to be Graham Off Tarkin, but I guess not. And Force Whitaker, dude, like how like yeah, oh, that's man. so random, dude. That kind of put so me great. out of it to be honest. Force Whitaker coming out looking like a monster. I was like, whoa, that's Force Whitaker. Holy crap! What, what the for, hell does for, he play? A space marine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Look at those shoulders. <laughs> Seriously, he's like a space paladin or something. So, and then you. How do you think this is going to start? Like, do you think it's going to have, like, the opening crawl, like, that we're used to? Or because it's, like, a completely different movie, it's going to have a completely different opening? That would actually be know. a fantastic one, way to separate it the from the rest thing of the in the trailer that I really wasn't too happy about was that it kind of did that cut where it showed the main character uh, in, the, in the Empire outfit at the end. It was like, what will you become? And I just, I just feel like that, that, that either that's going to be a dead end. It's just going to be like a, like a flashback or, or a potential or a potential future or something, or she's going to be like undercover. It just seems like a weird thing to throw at us in, in the trailer, especially at the end. Cause or like think, all rebels, she starts as an Imperial and defects, Ooh. But I, which, I, almo- which you might almost believe from the dialogue at the beginning of the trailer. Hmm. About stealing what? things and being a war criminal, or yeah. or that's her in in uh, in an empire outfit because she's undercover getting the plans. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Mm. And then that makes she... the most sense. Yeah, probably. Now that you mention it, why are we upset about cliches in a Star Wars movie again? I know. Somebody I don't, I don't know. Uh, who's upset? I'm not upset. Nobody's upset. Nobody upset. No, I'm pretty excited. Just the one thing I was kind of confused about. And then she teams up with the rest of the Rebels, and then it goes into 3D animated, and then, and yeah, Serge has to watch it. <laughs> no. You're welcome. I want another trench <laughs> I, did, I did watch the last I'm episode. Oh, did you get caught up last episode? Me, no. I haven't had time. Actually, I've been watching Cowboy Bebop, in all honesty. That's because. a good choice. Huh. That's that's a good substitute. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's a lot less episodes of that. I approve. Um, well, regardless, uh, that brings me into the something I found, which was I thought was pretty cool on the internet. Uh, it seems like Blizzard has been kind of uh, satiating our appetite for the their game Overwatch in the form of short animated uh, trailers that are focusing on individual characters. So the first one that I caught, and I think that the first one they ever they put out was focusing on Winston. Who is uh you know the the gorilla that we saw in that first ever trailer years ago, uh, and that one was really cool. And they just released a new one uh, about uh, the Widowmaker, and it's actually really cool. If you guys haven't watched it, you definitely got it. It's very action packed. Uh, you think for sure that one thing's gonna happen, and it doesn't. It's just a really cool action. No, show. It, it just did such a good job establishing the narrative and, and world building, really. Oh, yeah. And I think that's something that Wizards is very, very conscious of that they they don't want to fall into the same hole that League of Legends did. They would release all of these trailers and these little backstories, but they had very little to do with one another. And eventually, they had to retcon their entire story, mm. and they had to retcon it again. So right off the bat, Blizzard is definitely establishing their universe and, it, and it's a great idea because even people like me who who don't game that much certainly don't first person shooter um but i'm i'm 
honestly interested in the story. So after that trailer, I want to know more about that world. I want to know more about the conflict and and the the robot rights oh, yeah. <laughs> and what and what's going on. So uh, this trailer is uh, definitely a home run as far as well, as far as uh, what it wants. It's to interesting be. too because this is not a story based game by any means. This is like. But based on what we played at PAX last year, uh, it's like a Team Fortress 2 style game. So I don't know if they're going to add in a story mode where the two factions fight each other or what. But based on what we played, it just seemed like it was arena style kind of. Yeah, I'm through. thinking like a League of Legends. Side yeah, I don't play thing, League of Legends. Where they give cutscenes whenever there's a new update or new character. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they could do that too, but like in terms of like they, they spent all this time building out this exciting and new world, and they show us all these yeah. details and stuff like that. And I just kind of want to play a story based game in this Wait, world. But the thing is, I know, it, right? You know, this 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 trailer was for Widowmaker. It, it it carried on the narrative, and even and honestly, it told us more about that one character who was in the trailer, whose name I don't know, um, Cyborg Girl with time travel Tracer. powers. Tracer. Okay, I, we learned more about Tracer than in any of the previous trailers. Well, I, yeah, then that's really true because all we've seen from her in previous trailers is she's just happy-go-lucky and she's kind of cute. She's got her little British accent going on and stuff like that. But this is like probably the last defeat that she ever suffered that we saw, which is mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Um, we won't go into it too too much, but definitely everyone check it out. It wasn't very long. It was like what six minutes. Not too bad. A yeah. uh, nice animated short in the vein of Pixar. For those of you who do not know, uh, you can pre-order Overwatch uh, and you can get exclusive access to the super early beta on May 3rd. Uh, for everyone else who doesn't pre-order, you you just have to wait a couple more days. And on May 5th, the uh, I guess the less super open beta will happen. Um, and then that only goes until the 9th. So you only have about, depending if you pre-order or not, between four to six days to actually play and get your hands on it and see what's going on, report any bugs, you know, you know, do what beta things do. And this game was a lot of fun to play. Like Widowmaker oh, yeah. is actually the uh, yeah, the the character I used to get a fifteen kill kill spree and had a developer high five me. It was awesome. Yes. Right. Yeah, I, I really like Tracer. She's my favorite, and which is yeah, interesting because I don't I, usually like playing as the ladies because I like <laughs> trying to find characters that look like myself and playing as them. Yeah, I regret not playing as Winston. Yeah, yeah, but you were doing pretty good. You had the uh, the guy with the shield, right? Oh yeah. god, he was so with the yeah, big Reinhardt. giant hammer. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, he was really cool. <laughs> uh, the the game is coming out on May twenty fourth on Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and PC release. So. Make sure you guys uh, keep your eyes out for that one. And uh, Casey, I know you wanted to mention something as well. I got one more thing. One more thing. One, one more thing. Jackie one, Chan. That's Jackie a, Chan for And everyone. it's a bit of a doozy. The uh, the animated adaptation of Batman the Killing Joke is finally getting off the ground. Yeah. And just based on what we've seen on the internet this past week, we got a leaked 24-second trailer, but then we got a leaked depending on where you caught it, 10 to 12 minute behind the scenes look at the making of it, uh, you know, seeing Bruce Tim and the director and other people talk about it. Um, for those of you who are in the dark about The Killing Joke, it is a 1988 graphic novel one-shot Batman story written by the great Alan Moore and penciled by the equally great Brian Bolland. Um, and it's a story made most famous for detailing a possible origin for the Joker, really exploring the relationship between Batman and the Joker, and 
probably the most impact the story has ever given, um, turning Batgirl into Oracle. Mm. And then um, they undo it all anyway, so who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's still a hallmark of great comic books. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You guys saw the trailer. Why don't you tell me what you think? Uh, I'm super pumped for it. The animation I like, and I'm a like in all, in all honesty, I'm a little disappointed in because it has that classic '90s Batman like feel to it, right? But then again, it's not like smooth or fluid or anything like that because it has that classic '90s Batman feel of animation. So it's like I like the nostalgia factor. I kind of wish they kind of bumped it up a little bit in terms of frames per second. But what are you gonna do? You got Mark Hamill. You got uh, Kevin Conroy. I mean, Tara Strong. Tara Strong. Like, really, there's not too much more I can I can ask for. Mm, The only person they didn't get was Commissioner Gordon because his voice actor passed away. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they could just get someone else. They should just get Mike from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Oh no. Do you know who they? Do you know who they did get? Who they get? They got Ray Weiss, who you may know as the guy from. He plays Satan on um, Reaper. And uh, and he's also the guy in RoboCop that says, "Don't touch me, man." Okay. <laughs> he's been in other stuff. Oh, those are, those are the two that come to mind. Yes, I know you're talking about. Yes. If you haven't seen Reaper, Reaper's a good show too. But but still, that's all I know him from. I'm looking him up right now, actually, because I have yeah. no idea who the fuck you're talking about. No, yeah, you'll know him when you see him. You've definitely seen him in like bit parts and other things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. he's he's one of those. Oh, that guy. Yeah, kind of. he totally is actually. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's an Agent Carter. No kidding. Robocop. He's in Robocop. Yeah, he's the he's the guy who's like, "Don't touch me, man." It's I love that scene. And like the yeah. melted guy, like falls on him. Help me! Yeah, dude, Get awesome. off me, man! Part of, part of part of Clarence Boddicker's gang. Yeah. The, the 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 trailer for this thing was was amazing. I mean, oh god. Super hyped for this, like the killing joke. Yeah. Finally, let's do it. <laughs> and the DC animated movies are better than the live action movies, so I'm so glad. Like we're able to see it animated. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they have been hit or miss for me from time to time. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. this this can't be a miss. Like it, it, they would have to really, really they have to literally read one page of the actual book and throw it away and burn it and never look at it again in order to mess <laughs> we, we we have gotten the indication that they're expanding on it a little bit. Like Uh-oh. they're they're exploring a little more with Batgirl. That way I guess people who are completely unfamiliar with her character kind of feel the impact of that scene. Um but uh you know if it if it follows the tradition of other animated stuff like Assault on Arkham, we're in for a red. Sure. I mean, uh, or if it follows the suit of Earth 2, then we are not in for a ride because that did was e- horrible. Did not even catch that one. Oh, uh, yeah, they did. And it wasn't even resembling what Grant Morrison's original run was. It was ugh. Blech. 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 <laughs> boiled goose. <Blech. laughs> Well, everyone, that's it's it for the news we have to get out of the way. Enjoy the main podcast, talking about Netflix, Daredevil, Season 2. If you're a half measure or a man who can't finish the job, 
You know you're one bad day from being us. We're the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, issue number 45, talking about Netflix's Daredevil Season 2. Everyone, on today's podcast, we've got Booster Greg. Hello, Matthew. <laughs> we've got Adam Bomb Amber. Kaboom. We've got TV's Casey. Hey. We've got Dave the Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. <laughs> and I'm Sergio. Welcome, everybody, one and all. So to get into this podcast, um, I want to ask you guys a question. How does this season of Daredevil compare to the other shows that are on Netflix in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so Jessica Jones and season one? Well, uh, I got to tell you, I, I liked it a whole lot, but it's it's really tough to stack these up against each other. Um Having rewatched all three since Daredevil season two came out, because I have way too much time in my hands apparently, <laughs> uh, I think I think Daredevil season one is still the strongest. Um, it does a lot of character establishing stuff. It really gets to the meat and potatoes of it. Um, it doesn't really drag things out. I felt this season um, great as it was because who doesn't love more of a good thing? It kind of. Uh, between the Punisher stuff and the start of all the Ninja stuff, it kind of dipped a little bit and was trying to find its footing. And mm. for me, it was kind of it wasn't it wasn't a one that I watched in one sitting this time, which is a little surprising. But no, I I completely agree. I think that it actually took me a little bit to get into the show. I didn't I, I didn't just blow through the first three episodes. It took me. A little bit to get to the mid-season, but mid-season was crazy strong. I mean, it was great that they introduced Punisher to us right away, but but right about the time when all of the plot threads were getting tangled together, where we were learning more and more about Elektra, Stick comes back, um, and and all that, and all the legal battles. That's that's when I think the show is at its height when when all of these characters are kind of stepping on each other's toes. But then then it kind of I just think ended a little a little. Like, it, it didn't wrap up enough plot threads. Like, it introduces Kingpin, which is great. Oh, man, that character a, is... It, oh, the guy who plays Wilson Fisk, Wilson Fisk in this series is amazing. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio, everyone's favorite giant baby. <laughs> Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Oh, my God, that is him. Yep, Gomer Pyle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, they didn't... Take off your Egger suit. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, so to me, Kingpin felt like his own, only purpose was as a plot device to get the Punisher out of jail. To get him first into jail, then out of jail, and back on the streets. That's, that's, that was really his only purpose. Like It establishes things for later, but it kind of harbors back to the issues I have with Batman versus Superman, where you introduce a bunch of plot threads, but then don't resolve them. See, I, like, I disagree, because I think what, why they showed us Kingpin is to anticipate what's going to happen in season three. They're giving us the greatest setup of all time for the greatest Daredevil story I, ever published. I fucking hope so. If, if season three is not born again, then I don't know what the fuck Netflix is doing. 
Now, I don't know a lot about Daredevil, so I don't know what that is. Well, we're about to tell you. (laughs) Okay. I don't know if I can speak for Greg, but I do consider myself a foremost expert on the Man Without Fear. Uh, See, I've uh, only read like two arcs, so I'm not. But the fact that you've read Born Again already puts you leagues above probably a whole bunch of other people. Well, of course you read Born (laughs) Again. So, like, for me, when season one came out, I went back and reread Born Again because that's like the fucking daredevil story. It's Frank Miller writing it. Like that's what you read. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? Read something else? Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. Um, there's but, there's yeah, other there's, runs. There's, you, you got your Brew Baker. You got your Bendis. You yeah, got your, yeah. your Mark Wade. Your Ann Nascenti. They're all they're all in there. Yeah, and I I, I do hear. In all honesty, I do hear that the Brew Baker run and the Bendis run are fantastic. I have not really gotten to dive into those because for me bendis has a has a tendency to do too much dialogue it's a it's a trait that's still consistent in daredevil yeah but but in terms of born again born again is a story where kingpin catches wind of daredevil's secret identity being matt murdoch Mm -hmm. and he he's a wealthy man he's in power you know he's not in prison he's at the top of his game in the story and on a lark. Well, well tell he, him he, tell him how he finds out. Oh, well. Yeah. Karen Page in the comic books has a much less illustrious life than the kind legal assistant that we see. I, I feel like they allude Thank to you. that in the show, though. She get, Yeah. She has a, a, a past incident that keeps coming up. Yeah. Which uh, may be related to heroin in pornographic film. That's what it sounds Hooray! like. Hooray! <laughs> Yeah, My two big favorite jump. things. What? Oh, Dave's awake. <laughs> Dave just tuned in. Da- Dave's awake. Uh, um, Car- Karen Page trying to trying to get one last fix. Uh, sells out the name Daredevil Secret Identity, um, and at this point, she has definitely a hundred percent certainly been romantically involved with the guy. Mm-hmm. It makes its way all the way around the world to Kingpin, and he comes all the way back to New York City, and on a whim, he's like. I'm going to mess with this guy's life a little bit. He gets him disbarred. He gets <laughs> him kicked out bit. of his house. Oh my God. He, he, he freezes all of his assets. He, he starts making him paranoid. Score. Yeah. And then he blows up his house. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. It's it's insane. So Matt Murdock is homeless, frazzled, confused. And everyone thinks he's paranoid as fuck because he's like, the kingpin is doing this to me. I know it. I know it. I know it. Everyone's like. What the fuck are you talking about? You're crazy. There's a, there's a scene where he even picks up a phone to call Foggy, and he just whispers, I'm on to you, Nelson. <laughs> just, he just he completely loses it. But but it's a testament to the character where he just he reaches his lowest low, and somehow he manages to bounce back and, and take the fight back to the kingpin all on his own. It's pretty spectacular. Damn. And uh, Born Again also gives us Nuke. Which, if you watch Jessica Jones, yeah. oh, that's, the, um, yeah. Steve that's Rogers, Will Simpson, yeah, like clone, yeah, looks yeah. just like him. Yeah, yep. He's basically the Punisher of Vietnam, um, but Captain more America hopped up on steroids. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, he's a little of both, to be honest, because you know he does use guns, but the Punisher <laughs> of Vietnam is just the Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> so, say that was that's, I'm that's sorry. Frank. Thanks for the correction. You're a good editor, Greg. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a fa- it's a great story from and and it's got Captain America in it on the tail end, and you get to see the Kingpin really get its his comeuppance in a in a besmirching way. Come it doesn't ins. take him down, but oof, mm. it's good. Mm. Public defamation in a newspaper that yeah. needs to be season three. If that's not fucking season three, and that's why I'm really hyped for for the next uh, iteration of this, and that's why I liked seeing 
Kingpin. And that was my favorite. It was my favorite scene in the whole whole series. That sounds really, really fucking awesome. Yeah. The thing is that all I have to say to that is I would have liked to have seen Kingpin at least make some move to show how the Punisher's release helped him afterwards. Because because right now it's sort of Kingpin's just there. He releases Frank Castle. And then that's 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 all we see of them. I I just wanted something. Well, some, we, we some... see his rise to power in there. He's yeah, building his criminal I, empire. But I just wanted some some closure in in why he chose to release Frank Castle. Because if he kept Frank Castle in there, Frank would have killed him. Yeah, Frank would have <laughs> fucked. Basically, yeah, kill like him. Frank. Yeah, how do you like Frank Castle was? He was going to frank means. him. Like like what Wilson yeah. Fisk is a businessman, and he's he's a man of means, and he knows how to get on top. And Frank okay. Castle is a tool for him. Like that's oh, that's pretty I'll much it, that. and it was if you remember too, like it was a point where like he had Frank take out his he had him take out his enemies in, in jail, and then the idea was that after that Frank dies, so there's no loose ends, everything's t- you know tied up nice and neat, and Fisk makes the mistake of revealing that was his plan all along to Frank, and then mm. you know the Punisher does what the Punisher does and kills everyone and uses their own weapons against them and doesn't do anything. Oh, God, Dude, that, that was such scene, a great scene. Oh my God. Like, uh, I don't know who, who, who the fight coordinator is in this Daredevil series, but whoever it is needs like, like 80,000 80, Oscars and Emmys and <laughs> Golden Globes and, and whatever, like Nobel Peace Prizes, like whatever you can find. He, he is apparently a, bear, a very big fan of the raid. <laughs> Seriously. And there was a lot more to shots no without surprised. any edits. Like there, there was, there, I know that um, the season one had had that scene. one scene, but like this season had a whole bunch. It was just it was amazing. So like it kind of to that a little bit. This season, like I really dug it, but there were like throwbacks to season one where I could make that connection. So like the elevator scene, right, where the Punisher is passed out and Daredevil it has his old helmet is all stitched up and he's just surviving, right? He has, what is it, a chain on him? And he's putting out the lights to try to take everyone he's got the He's got the taped up gun yep. in one hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the chain wrapped around his wrist on the left. Yep. That had shades of the hallway fight. And that was also season, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. episode two as well, wasn't it? Two or three. It was in the beginning Something of like the... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, which yep. was the hallway fight in season one. Um he gets a new costume, right? Like that's kind of shades. Although it was a lot, a lot earlier, Punisher gets his costume at the end. Daredevil gets his official costume at the I end. The, 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 new, the new helmet oh in God. this show is is the best I think I've ever seen. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, it looks no, so yeah, great. I, I, yeah. I had a problem with Daredevil's costume at the end of season one, but I think they they fixed it. I oh, think they fixed absolutely did. With his helmet. It was it was so much better. Oh yeah, be, but, beyond doubt. But yeah, no, the the Punisher's costume when he put the when he spray painted the skull on his on that armor, I was just I was like, oh my god, this is too perfect. Yeah, and everyone also, I, I, I thought I thought that part was a bit phoned in because I was like, okay, when is he going to do it? Because like in the in the movie with Thomas Jane, you know, like his son kind of like drew a skull for him or something like that, which I thought well, was pretty cool. This this was Daddy, it's a shirt. I got it for you. In, in when am I ever going to wear a shirt with a skull on it? Yeah, <laughs> fucking weird. Kid. <laughs> um, in season two, that was like the birth of the Punisher. That symbol to me. That's when he got shot in the head, and that's when his memories get all weird, and that's how, like, because I think they they said that he is suffering from some sort of delusions because of the shot in the head. Like, he survived He's in a, it. What, they said he was in a heightened state of fight or flight. I yeah. love oh, that. And, and that explains oh, yeah. that he's a bit, yeah. a bit like, like superhuman. Because, like, I, I love that in yeah. this series that they're, they're, like, not, like, godlike, like Superman and the other, like, uh, you know, members of, you know, the other parts of, of Marvel. Yeah. But well, except they, for Luke Cage. 
Yeah, except except for Luke Cage, but uh, you know, the, but they they do have something that makes them uh, like above human, like just above human. So yeah. I like that they explain that with the Punisher. It's like, oh, he's not just a guy who's trained; he has something else about him that makes him a little bit above human, that makes him so deadly. And it's crazy if you think about like that that fight or, or you know or, or flight uh, thing you know that we all have that you're you can you can see farther, you run faster, your adrenaline's pumping. So if, if that's always happening to you like you can do anything it's incredible yeah, hell, wasn't there a bond villain like that first fight a bond bond villain? Villain? oh there was yeah wasn't there like he got shot in the head and just got rid of like all of that oh no he got wasn't rid of his the pain guy with that's diamonds in his face yeah yeah no yeah that's what, like yeah, he didn't have any pain like not yeah no no no, was... no 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 that was a different guy in one of the james bond movies i think he definitely i think he definitely has a bullet in his head and there's that scene where he punches the glass because he uh oh he, he can't feel it he, he i yeah, think there's a bond villain too where he had to be like on the go like yeah. kind of like crank like he had to be on the go all the time i think oh yeah yeah. there yeah. was another one i don't know I've, i haven't seen i don't remember i can't remember all of them i've seen so many yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> um, the other thing is kind of like Kickass too. They did that where like Kickass just got beaten so badly that his nerve endings are just pretty fucked. So he can feel pain, but just not to the same degree. It's like that kind of shit where it's just like that's realistic. Like you could pro that will probably happen. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. That could probably <laughs> fucking happen. I'm not a doctor, but I podcast is one. <laughs> but I believe it. There's only one way we can find out, guys. Start cutting me up. Let's see if we can do this. The safe word is banana. Because supposedly in the comics, uh, the Punisher could sur- survive like huge blasts and explosions and stuff, right? I mean, he's certainly take his taken his fair share of punches from Spider Man, so yeah. he's he's no slouch in the getting I mean, his ass. But he is just a person. That one in the time with Molly, the Runaways, yay. except when he's uh, Frankencastle. Yeah, when he's <laughs> when he's Frankencastle, he's got little chunks of bloodstone in his body. So he's he's. I mean, come on, he's Frankenstein. So fucking stupid. I, I love. Oh my god! I, I, I have such a love for that book. I've never read that, but I, I fucking hate the name. You, Greg, you would love it. It's so I'm, ridiculous. I'm, it it knows exactly what it is. I'm sure, but like, it just sounds so stupid. Frankencastle. Yeah. So yeah, d- uh, just to clear that up real quick, uh, Wolverine's kid cuts the Punisher to pieces, and then a bunch of monsters who live in the sewer stitch him back together and make him literally into half Frankenstein, half Punisher. <laughs> and now the pu- and now the Punisher lives in the sewers and he hunts. He hunts monsters. That's amazing. It's, Are you it's serious? Fucking, that's natural. That's, it is that's fucking awesome. Amazing. Oh my it's god! It's so fucking cool. And what's that called? And it Frankencastle. <laughs> I, really I, really I will give you were joking. Castle? Yeah, I will give it to that's you. What, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh my oh, god! So Eighty thousand Oscars. Oh my yeah. god! So fucking. See, you guys appreciate. Like, I wish that you guys were reading comics when this was out because maybe it wouldn't have gotten canceled. I was reading comics <laughs> when it was coming out. I saw the cover and I was like, "That's fucking stupid." I'm not reading. Oh, Greg, you. You literally judged a book by its cover. I literally did, and I don't have any regrets because I probably second, did. never trust comic book covers, guys. For a second, there, I thought Greg was going to say, "God, this looks so fucking stupid. I need to buy it." <laughs> no, well, at that point, I was spending thirty-five to forty dollars a week on comics, so I, I couldn't. Aff- Greg, I, I would have gone poor. Greg and I both love Next Wave. We have no excuse. Yeah. So it's, that's so good. Any, anyway, let's let's anyway, let's, let's. So the let's other back. another thing, season two that I really liked. Um, I liked how Foggy wasn't as big of a bitch. I know. Yeah. Well, he, 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 he still kind of was. Way in this, this he, he was kind of a little bit, but like you know, he had a right to. Like you know, when it gets no. to be the the trial of the Punisher, and Matt Murdock's like, "We have to do this. We have to do this. We have to do this." He gets to do it, and he's like, "Deuces later, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have fun." And no, yeah, Foggy's like, there. "I don't know what to fucking do here." That was on Foggy's side. I agree with you. Yeah. Like yeah I, I, so, like, I, on season one, he was just like, you lied to me, blah, blah, blah. You're such a dick. I hate you. I'm like, dude, chill. Like, 
What is he I mean, gonna do? Like, he still well, did that here, but concern I think yeah. for for his friend in season one, it's even at the beginning of season two, he he's like, "You're gonna get yourself killed." Like, I care about you, but then then Matt kind of showed him in the season that he he doesn't care enough about him to yeah. to, to be a part of his life. Yeah, yeah so I, he, he still did that here, but like to toward towards the end of of the whole debacle, like he he was justified when when the trial was going on, and uh, yeah. you know when there was the Punisher, and he was like, "Dude, we need you. Like, stop doing other things or other activities that I can't say in public." You know, and Matt Murdock's like, I have to because nobody else will. And he's just like, no, we need you here in the real world. And it mm-hmm. kind of annoyed me how it's like, it's like, like, it's like Daredevil's actually out there, like doing something. Like I can see Foggy's point of view, but he's not out there, you know. And I did like when Matt Murdock came into court and he, he was the way he was talking and the way he was saying how, you know, uh, like Frank Castle's a hero. He's somebody that we need and other people out there like him do the work that other people, other good people can't get across. Like he was trying to say, listen, like you're my buddy and we're both lawyers together, but sometimes it just doesn't work out and you have to take matters into your own hands. You have to take that extra step sure. and on that extra step. Yeah. And right. I like that Foggy's like, no, you don't have to do that. It's not the way that we were supposed to go into this thing together. And so, and, and I do like how his character evolved and how he really just got fed up and he was just like, you know, I'm wondering the ne- like the next time I walk up these steps to your place, if I'm going to see you like dead on the floor, you know, like that. Yeah. And, he, and, that, and that highlights he gets it. that at the beginning of the second episode. Yeah. yeah, I think that every time I go to your house, Serge, <laughs> it's like, am I going to just walk up there? I'm going to see him like dead in front of his PlayStation, just you know, hasn't drank anything in days, just because he's been gaming so hard. You know, died of a heart attack in front of like divi- a division. What, a, what an odd picture to oh paint. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, I think that that highlights a really important element of Matt Murdock's character, that, that he he's not perfect. He struggles to coexist with other heroes in a city. In his mind, he's the only one that can achieve right. anything. He has to be the one to do it. He's like, this is my city. Meanwhile, elect- like psychopath Electra and sociopath Frank Castle are, are running around doing his job for him, kind right. of. Right, well, I mean, realistically, like, so that's something that's self-imposed on Matt Murdock. Like, he could not have done any of that stuff and Stick and his disciples and Electra and Frank could have taken care of everything. If you think about it, like, Matt kind of got in the way of a lot of it with his morals. Yeah, he did. Like that's what he gets uh, from micromanaging ten square blocks. <laughs> <laughs> How big is the kitchen anyway? Come on, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he really like focuses on it, but but come on, <laughs> it means a lot to him. Yeah, he has to save that one part of that city. <laughs> that yeah. one little part. That's it. I Everything else, say, like, fuck it. Of like the stuff we've seen already, like of Jessica Jones and the first um, Daredevil, like. Sure. Season. This was my favorite. Th- I watched it like in two days, like flat. I just could not stop watching it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, there is the way I looked at it is. Yeah, there was like a lull kind of the middle with the whole like trial Frank Castle and Frank going to prison. But I looked at it as a very, very large, long movie. Movies do the same thing where it's like it, depending on the movie you watch, there's going to be a lull somewhere in there where they have to throw story at you. But I mean, like, I don't mind that because, like, you get so much oh, character yeah. development. Neither, neither you get to do see I. these actors shine. Like, it was great to see, like, how these characters progress and what they become. Like, seeing Frank Castle break down, like, yeah. got to me a little bit. Just because, like, how much of, like, a, a stone cold, cold stiller, a killer he is. And all of a sudden he starts talking about, like, his daughter and all this stuff at the graveyard. I'm like, ooh, ooh, man, this guy's really, it's still getting, I got a little dust in my eye. Oh, man. And you guys still hate Punisher Warzone. 
for having a crybaby uh, Punisher. But he wasn't okay. like yeah. Okay. He okay. You know no. Frank Castle did <laughs> no. not cry in this. That Don't push your Punisher on us, Casey. Yeah, war okay, so I like, like that. We've already that in a past podcast. That's over and done with. This it's not over and done with. I'm bringing it back. Warzone is better than the first Punisher movie. Hey, Casey. You bite your tongue. You lie. You bite your tongue. Tom the James battle van. I will, okay, okay I'll give you this. Punisher. I will give you this. How dare you? <laughs> Casey. Watching the original Punisher movie, it definitely doesn't hold up. I'll yes, give you that. Yes, it does. You guys are crazy. No, 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 the Tom Jane one does. Warzone does not. And Casey, Buckaroo Banzai, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. Don't you guys know the original Punisher movie is the one starring Dolph Lundgren? Didn't I just say Buckaroo Banzai, shut up? Isn't that the okay. magic? Right. <laughs> all right, okay. All right. I'm raining it in. I'm raining it in. Yeah, you can, actually, you can actually rewatch the Thomas Jane Punisher. Like Warzone? That uh, is true. Yeah. Uh, God, you can't. You can't. I mean, I can't. Can you guys? I couldn't watch it the first time. <laughs> um, I actually, if, if I remember correctly, that's I think one of the movies I actually walked out on right when it was like, aw, like we're in the theater watching it, and the yeah. part where like, what's his face got all cut up and they put him back together and he does the whole like homage to Batman mirror mirror like that whole thing. When they got that, I was like, I'm done, guys. I'll see you in the car. You know. I'm gonna get, I'll go get some cheeseburgers. I'll be back, guys. <laughs> I will I will contend, uh, just according to Rotten Tomatoes alone, which is not always the best barometer, but a pretty decent one, the 2004 Punisher has a 29%. The 1989 Punisher has a 28%. And Warzone has a 27%. So they're all in the same relative ballpark of you've definitely failed this test. Yeah. <laughs> but us, but uh, Good. Shane from The Walking Dead coming out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, I was just going to say his character. Yeah. I mean, he's he's no he's no uh, stranger to playing these psychopaths. Oh, and uh, oh man, I, I love that he gives <laughs> he gives Daredevil like like dating advice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and he gives uh you know because he kind of talks about like family and you know like a woman and stuff like that. And then and then he talks to um oh, I forget her name the, the the redhead. He talks to her and he gives her advice. He gives her a dating advice. It's it's amazing. He's just like, uh, I got, oh, for, for, forget forget what he said, but um, he he was telling her, oh, you know, like you need to do this and that, you know, like you like you have something. I would kill to have something, and here you are squandering it. He's like, I would give everything else to 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 get all that shit that my wife gave me again, and here you have somebody, and you're squandering it. And, and he would just like just bore into her. He's just like, why are you complaining? You have somebody that cares about you. Okay, yeah. and he's well, just like I mean, my, and he's like my well, family's dead, if, my if entire you, family's dead, and you're bitching about someone in your life who loves you, giving you shit. How if, dare you? If you think about all the characters in this season, though, the Punisher's the only one who had a successful relationship. So if anyone's gonna be <laughs> doling out dating advice, it's gonna be fucking Frank Castle, and that's saying something. That's I know. But, but oh man, his character in this show is. I, I wanted to fast forward through everything else just to watch him. You know, like yeah. when he wasn't on screen. I, I was like, where where is he? Get, get, bring him back. It really starts <laughs> to eat. he was on screen, shit was going it, down. It, it eats at you when it's like, oh, this is another Karen Page doing detective work scene. Yeah. Like, fucking please, let me see this guy kill a guy with a <laughs> fucking coffee machine. You know what, though? So, like, I liked- the thing about Punisher, the thing about Punisher, also, first of all, Punisher is a sociopath, not a psychopath. Sociopaths, psychopaths just do whatever they want without real any any moral qualms what they're doing. But a, a sociopath can delude themselves. Tell that into, to Foggy's defense. Well, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that to uh, the writers. I don't know. <laughs> 
but yeah, so, so sociopaths deludes themselves into doing absurd behavior. Anyway, um, the thing that made Frank so, so, I guess, creepy in my mind was that it really was just like a switch that could get flipped. He'd be, he'd be the most heartfelt, per, um, relatable person giving you this advice you, you should take to heart and you care about him. And then, and then suddenly like, oh, the car's pulling and oh yeah, there are a couple of guys that are going to walk into a diner for the last time. And oh, you were using me? Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> what made that scene great also is the fact that like when you're watching it as the viewer, it just seems like a really good heartfelt scene. And yeah, I know it's all like after the fact, but it's like a nice heartfelt scene. But he's like the whole time he's like paying attention to everything that's happening in that room. Everything that's happening outside the room. Paying attention to the cars, like the car knows exactly what car it is and who's in it. And he's staring at Karen the entire time. Yeah. And, you, and you and you should and, and the show makes it so that you you do know that as a viewer, but you want so badly to to view him differently. But there's some part of you that just knows that that there's always that other side to him, just waiting or just biding its time for its opportunity to to do what it wants to do. And it's it's crazy. It's creepy. It's great. Did anyone else get the feeling that uh, Frank Castle was going to say? I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Yes, There's a small yes, part where I really wished he said that. Like right when they're like all like bum rushed him, like when uh yeah. Kingpin locked yeah. him in that spot. I really, you know, it would have been cheese, but it would have been the kind of cheese I like if he said that. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it would have been a straight ripped out of Watchmen and everyone. Oh, absolutely, from Watchmen. Angry, but, but if anyone's like, gonna say that, it's gonna be him. It's fucking gonna be him. Yeah. Uh, but that's a little, I was waiting for that line. I was like, just say, it. I don't care if I'm going to hate it. Just fucking say it. It's going to fit so well right now. <laughs> Here's uh, fun fact, so, so, so you've seen the Punisher there in jail with Wilson Fisk, Wilson, Wilson Fisk was the most amazing thing ever, especially when, uh, oh when the God, Kingpin, yeah. like, can, like, uh, when he, uh, and he confronted him about it, he was like, you tried to have me killed. And he was like, yes, yes, I did. But that was a mistake. <laughs> like, I love the way dude, he talks. He is like that, that part where he first meets Kingpin. I think he's benching like 400 fucking pounds. Like I oh, almost yeah. took a shit. Yeah. Like well, like fucking yeah, he had, Fisk is all muscle. A big guy, but he has a lot of muscle in it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's not he's fat. Just he's, a, muscle. he's a large man. Yeah. Um, before we kind of run out of time, too, let's let's just touch upon the whole um, the hand Electra? story arc and Electra yeah. and everything. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Going, that... I want to talk about Electra. I want to talk about Electra. I want to talk about Electra. Let's fucking talk guys. about Electra. Let's do She's it. She's a picture perfect psychopath. <laughs> She's crazy. Yeah. So, like, I I never read a lot of Electra, but that's not what I pictured. Like yeah, when I think Electra. Same. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know much about her either, but this, I feel like I actually, like, I, was, I was always confused with her in the comics. It was like, she'd be a good guy, then she'd be a bad guy, but like, I get it. I get it that she she's a, she's a psychopath that struggles to be a hero. And I think that's a really compelling character. Oh, Honestly, I, I, was, I, was, I, I was bored with that whole storyline with Electra, with the whole, like, really? you know, she, yeah, the whole flashback back in the day where, you know, she was uh, a bad influence on Matt Murdock and... And uh, and I don't think getting the, off on watching him kill a dude. No, seriously, and, we used and to like be bad blunt. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like the whole time I was watching it, though. Exactly, <laughs> and it was just scene. so boring. I was like, oh, this whole hand well, thing, you, you or we're, 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 it, we're like, trying to resurrect she's... like somebody, and I'm just like, I don't care. Just go back to the Punisher. Like it was really oh, boring. I, I, really, I really thought they trying to like forced it, and also like like uh, Dave with the combat. Did you ever believe she was like beating up these guys? Like seriously? Huh? Which part? Oh, uh, the, oh, it means the entire... Just beat up guys in general. No, yeah, just beat not up guys at in general. all. Like, looking at her size and her frame, it's like, she would just, be, just... She didn't look like a warrior. You know, she didn't look like someone who, like, boxes or who does, like, martial arts. Like, when, you, when I think of someone who does this shit, I think of an MMA fighter. 
you know? Well, the sure. thing is that she's also, she may or may not have a supernatural element to her. I know in the comics she, she mainly uses martial arts, but she also does use magic. Yeah, but at the same uh, time, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, is like an Amazonian, and she looked like a warrior, you know? This, she did. The actress that, that portrayed, like, Elektra, really didn't. Like, it looks like if she were to hit me, I'd probably, she would probably break her wrist just punching me. You know, which <laughs> like has happened well, once or twice. I mean, but like, I, like I, uh, I, look at the scene with true. with her and the dude uh, at the airport, and you know, she there, you know, they were having the back and forth. She she kind of was like feeling him out, like, oh, you're not who you say you are. He he's like, I know exactly who you are. I was sent here to kill you. And then they start fighting, and I'm like, there's no way she can she can beat this guy because everything in the show is is great. The production value and everything is believable. Uh, but I, I just I just didn't believe her, and I thought she was and boring. I found her like really annoying too. Like her like yeah. character and the shit she was doing how she was like making him do stuff like i found like i was hoping i I knew she was gonna die at some point i was just waiting for like it happened like mid of the season you know somewhere where Mm -hmm. we don't have to deal with her anymore because her character is (laughs) so fucking annoying so like for me like i i i agree she was annoying i hated that hello matthew like it was just like (laughs) oh kill me but i i did agree that she could do the stuff she was doing uh, I did appreciate her character and what she like the conflict that she had within her. Mostly, I really liked her because I got to see more of Stick, which is he's just fucking awesome. No yeah. Yes, Scott Glenn. There's that. Yeah, he's amazing. Well, so the thing about both him and Electra, I think, is is that they they have no they have, they just have no qualms with going into kill my enemy mode like i know oh, yeah. frank castle's like out to get people in, a, in like a mad rage but i think just similar just like how uh frank castle has that has that switch i think Electra works when she when she's talking 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 or when that, there was that young kid um who was part of the hand and then she just goes and kills him mm. when she just takes she she might not have the best build for fighting but when she it's kind of like when she has the opportunity she takes the shot in a sense she sure. will just take the Take the advantage to kill you. End of story. And and like or when they uh, when sticks a uh, I guess guards or in the car immediately stab through the back of the car seat. Um and 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 how she manipulates Matt Murdock. That's like picture perfect. Like psychopathic. Yeah, but behavior. does she really manipulate it, Matt Murdock? It seemed as if he was a good guy the entire time. The only the only thing he did was like kill that dude. Well, before, but he was no before she died. He he was ready to like up and leave and just go go away with her. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, but like she was trying to bring him over to her dark side, which, which you know, she likes killing. She, it, it's not a problem for her, and she was trying to get Matthew to kind of, you know, uh, like curve his well, beliefs. But I always felt like he was a good guy, even even those flashbacks back in the day. I mean, she got him to go crazy on 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 you know on that dude and kill him. But well, kind of, they bring it up where where they're saying that we need to stop trying to 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 tra- to like put pieces of ourselves in each other like they were they were they were trading off elements <laughs> of oh okay well, I, I, I realized what i was saying you halfway through the sentence and, and her, i was like dave right. is gonna have a field day with this Good job amber you've got the day bug <laughs> okay but what i meant what i'm trying to say is that they were they were exchanging like elements of each, of each oh my god they <laughs> she was making him more of a psychopath <laughs> they were swapping clues with each other like what right. elements yeah and there's just one thing i want i want, I want to clarify because like in this day and age you got to really clarify stuff so i'm not hating on Electra because you know she's a woman or whatever i mean i loved daisy ridley in liar Star Wars. you're sexist force awakens you don't like the female <laughs> ghost exactly you're sexist and uh, and the new character for Star Wars Rogue One, she looks like, like she's going to kill this role. It's going to be amazing. And and one woman, uh, Gal Gadot, she did like Dave said, she looked like a warrior. She did the role right. At first, she I had it. my 
She did, yeah. At first, we all had our, our doubts about her, but like whoever she trained with or wherever she went, they made her like have the presence of a warrior. And even though she's not as big, quote unquote, as the iconic Wonder Woman anyway, but this Electra just it wasn't believable. I think they got her on the show because she has the acting chops to do that. Hold, hello, Matthew. Like I am here to persuade you to do things and stuff. And it's like that part's okay, but then when it comes down to her being a warrior, it's just like, oh god. You know, and, and they even they even kind of like harken on it in in the show because uh, when they were fighting in an apartment where like the glass was facing out towards the city, like uh, they're each Daredevil and Electro each fighting their own people, and she was kind of struggling with this dude, and he comes along just just flying, just tiger knees him in the face, and she goes, "What took you so long?" <laughs> I was like, "But wait, you need help? Aren't you supposed to be Electra? Like, why why yeah. did you say that?" And now that we're done being politically correct, did you see Electra's butt? Man, that was nice. This is no button there. That was a joke. Um, no, I think her story kind of had a weak ending to it. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like it, it was too easy. To Where, was Where was Bullseye? Where was Bullseye? Did I miss? Like, why? Why did Bullseye not do that? Why did not just like bring in Bullseye? Yeah, right. Like, that was a, definitely a missed opportunity. If you were yeah. just gonna stab her in the if, chest, if you're gonna stab her in the chest with her own fucking weapon, the exact same way that dared uh, Bullseye did, like fucking. Bullseye. I do think it would have been a little too cluttered. But on, on another note, I, a friend of mine brought up that he, he, was, he was seeing parallels, how, how Electra is basically a Talia al Ghul and then Black Sky oh, is yeah. like a La- Lazarus Pit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just a lot of parallels with Daredevil and Batman. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was bound to happen. I mean, it's just like you can't have a sexy uh, assassin without referencing one or the other. Yeah. When she was trying to get uh, Matt to like beat up that the guy in like the, uh, in, like, the um, apartment, not, car, not apartment, in like the mansion. Was trying to get him like all angry. Like I agree with Serge. Was trying to get into like dark side. All I could hear in my head was, "Good, release your anger. It makes you strong." Like all I could hear is just like, sit like Sith talk basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, a lot of people, a lot of our, a lot of our followers, stuff like that, have been commenting. And I think it's a, a very same kind of sentiment. The casting of this was fantastic. It was probably just too much. Like Electra probably just shouldn't have been as prominent or even in this one like i think everyone just wanted to see the punisher because he was so yeah. fucking awesome and they did such a good job that like i bet you if they had done punisher season three instead of season two and just an electro season two we might have had a different opinion on the matter because oh, just- every every scene with the punisher is amazing like on the yeah. rooftop where the punisher had that guy you know he gave uh, daredevil a gun it's like you don't have to shoot me if if you want this guy to live he's like come on red what's well, gonna be red <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little upset that they didn't do the ending I was really expecting, which was the Punisher and the goddamn minigun. We saw every picture oh, of him. Oh, Not yeah. just mowing down ninjas. Oh, man. Oh, How many ninjas were supposed cool, to be on that rooftop? Like 50? Like 50 ninjas? Yeah. You're going to tell me, like, oh, the Punisher was machine gunning them off screen. Like, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you, I want my minigun! I, I don't know. I actually didn't really like that Punisher just took out so many hand soldiers so easily. Oh, I like loved it. Was, it, it, it they're was ninjas. What the fuck do ninjas have against bullets? Yeah. Well, like, again, but I mean, like it, they're, they're they're supposed to be like super supernatural. You can't like, you, super, you, supernatural. Yeah, ninjas. but you can't dodge a bullet supernaturally. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, it kind of makes the hand seem a lot less like <laughs> scary when you can just like pull out a gun and kill them. Like, I mean, like I definitely had shades, more shades of Batman in that too. That scene where the Punishers are taking out ninjas was very reminiscent of Arkham Knight. With Jason yeah. Todd at the end, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah definitely, you know? definitely. So yeah, very, I, very I, I felt like I was I was watching I was watching a Batman story, you know, yeah. like uh, the parallels to the Lazarus Pit, to Talia Al Ghul, 
to I was just like, wait a minute, what? Like Marvel, what are you seriously right now? <laughs> seriously? <laughs> well, I mean, even season one was was similar to Batman. I mean, oh, like, Daredevil, yeah. as far as as far as like his entire character, you can't help but draw parallels, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. Um. Oh, but are we gonna have time to talk about uh, Easter eggs? No, that's it. You're done. Nah. No. Let me right. well, let me let me throw one in there. <laughs> yeah. The, the one that the one that everybody likes is uh, Daredevil chained to a rooftop. Yeah. With the Punisher gun gun in hand, forced to make a choice. Um, this one comes from an issue of the Punisher. I want to say in 2000, when Warren Ellis pretty much. Oh uh, no, sorry, uh, Garth Ennis. Jeez. I always confuse those two, yeah. but I shouldn't. Garth Ennis was starting his what would be historic run on the Punisher for close to seven or eight years, mm-hmm. um, and the guy hates superheroes. If you read things like The Boys or pretty much anything else, he thinks they're all costume clowned assholes. And, oh, The Boys <laughs> is going to be a Cinemax series, by the way. Oh, don't I'm not. Oh. I don't even know if I'm ready for that yet. Yeah. I don't know. That uh, that was just announced yesterday. I know they're making Preacher though, and that makes me happy. Yeah, Preacher's coming up, and oh. it's actually Seth Rogen as well is doing. Uh, so I, I think Seth Rogen's just going through his comic book collection, and anything Garth Ennis, he's going to make into a daily show. <laughs> Thank God we have this guy just, with his money behind. I just it. sold myself with that one, man. Yeah, but anyways, so, Casey, continue. So this is issue three of the Punisher, either volume three or volume four, depending on how you count. But it's the two thousand volume. Um, Punisher is hunting down the Nucci family and it, it ends up outside a courthouse in the rain. And right after Matt Murdock wraps up his day in court, he faces the Punisher on a roof and Frank gets laid out real fast, but he's already prepared with Sonics and he clocks him out in one punch. And when Daredevil wakes up, he's chained to a post with a gun in his hand. And the whole, the whole thing is... And I'll even quote it because I have it right in front of me. Punisher says, if you don't shoot, you've got a death on your conscience, a death you could have prevented. If you do shoot, you're a killer. And Daredevil Daredevil says, what kind of a choice is that? And the Punisher says, the one I make every time I pull the trigger. The one I'm making now. Yep. So, yeah, nerd. <laughs> I love it because yeah. the Punisher is like, like the cool kid and like Daredevil's like this stupid little nerd. He's like, yeah, nerd. You have to like make real life choices <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. And Daredevil's like, no, Punisher, please, dude. And Punisher's just like, make these choices. These are real life choices. You're you out. Gotta, I love that he was like, he's like, you're out here in, in your, in your, your little boy pajamas beating up people. <laughs> he's like, he's like, your way doesn't work, Red. My solution's final. He's like, yeah, but your solution isn't what you know what these people need adjust you an executioner out here in the street he was like you're sitting here preaching i love that whole no, it's scene great. It's, it's great it's great also before i run out of time here's mine it's, sure. it's, it's, it's a lot shorter so um it's not as deep as casey's but it's definitely one that you probably missed so uh same friend pointed this one out to me uh with the batman complaint that on episode two and later when you see Matt's door, it says 6A, and that's no big deal. But underneath it, when only when the light is right, you can see a two carved into the door. So, I mean, a six, sorry, my bad. <laughs> so it actually reads 6A, then a six below it. So A is the first letter of the alphabet. So you have 616, the Marvel Universe. Uh, a little subtle nod to the continuity. That would have been like as subtle as if they made the... They should have made the Punisher's like prison number ASM one twenty nine or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had his dog. He did have a dog. I uh, but yeah, no, the uh, it's great. It's great yeah. the that they they snuck in one yeah, big scene had, in particular. There's a there's a, there's a load of stuff, and I, yeah. I uh, even read somewhere they had the uh, a, um, a nod to Agents of Shield. I know Sergio loves that. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> he kind of likes it sort of now. Huh? Yeah. 
He, he yeah. kind of sort of is into. It. I'm I'm kind of falling out of that right now though. I'm kind of getting tired yeah, of it I think again. I have, I'm not caught up with the series, but I know the uh, one of the biker gangs that was at a uh, I think was was the same gang that appeared in the episode of Shield that uh, Lorelei, um, the Enchantress's sister, uh, takes control of. Oh, I didn't I didn't even realize that. Um, the other thing that I thought was pretty cool was um, when Fisk is in prison. The first suit he wears is an all white jump jumpsuit. Yes. Oh, that was great. Is that a real thing that they do? Is that like, I don't know. Just like, but I just saw like the fucking kingpin yeah. in all white. Like I wasn't thinking about if that's an actual thing they do in prison because I yeah, saw fucking no, I, that. That was great. <laughs> well, maybe he'll like keep it as like a, a memory of his time in prison. Well, that's what I'm thinking, right? Like that's how like yeah. people remember him as like you know. And now he eventually wears like the normal color, but like that's how he first made it's his. Like prison's state. a part of his identity. Yeah. yeah. I I love the way that that he just like handled. Murdoch, you know, because he was just like, oh, you know, I'm in here, I'm the big boss and stuff. Oh, like I summon so you, cool. and then, uh, the, and then, then he's just like, well, you know, you have all this power, and you're gaining your power here in jail, but I know your weakness, Vanessa. And I was like, no, you don't. That's if it, if it's one thing you don't do with. Then he just picks him up. I am going to destroy you and Franklin Nelson. No, but yeah, the, no, the no, coolest no, thing no, about yeah, it no, but, was but like, even before that, the whole the whole like buildup was incredible. Where where yeah. just Matt Murdock was like, I will use like like six dollars whatever postage to destroy you. You will never go to her. She will never come to you. And I will only pay this much. And then he well, just he, breaks out of his chains. And, and his mentality too was just like, you are not going to touch me. You are locked up. I'm in prison. You're surrounded by guards. He's had this like smirk bastard of like a of a attitude going on because he was like i know exactly what the situation is and as soon as fisk like broke he didn't really break out of the chains i viewed it as like they were never really on hmm. i like to think he broke out of a I pair think he of broke out of it because he's, you think he's so? strong yeah because well, like I mean, also I the just, cops are just like, like the the, or the guards are just like whatever like, who cares he's, he's nope. <laughs> beating up someone doesn't fucking matter like well he, he runs the prison at that yeah point. and that's when murdoch was just like i am powerless like, because he can't, like, defend himself. Because, like, his, give his, away. his law, his own, his own, his own system yeah, that, has failed. Oh, him. that too, yeah. I mean, he can't defend himself. It'll give himself away. Yeah. He's the mercy of the kingpin, who's a crazed maniac. And, like Amber was saying, his own system has failed him. Like, the emotion going through and, like, the look on Murdoch's face, even afterwards, where he was, like, stumbling around. Like, he, oh I don't think that, he wasn't faking that. He was He got rattled. his face rocked. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, the acting so is top. Like, everybody, the acting is just top notch. It's great. Minus Electra. But everybody did, like, an outstanding, outstanding <laughs> job. It was so fucking cool. Uh, speaking of so fucking cool, guess what time it is, guys? Could it be? It's not a thing. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. One <laughs> of these is days I'm just not going to use it or it's going to run out of battery and then we'll I'll be, be waiting for it. Um, <laughs> just about an hour into it. We are at our secret question time. Yeah. Secret question. <laughs> no, no, Dave. No, I'm missing. I miss it. He's over it. Yeah. Aww. Um, so guys, we talked about Daredevil season two. It's too late now. It's too. We're over this. It's too late. It's done. Like we're moving on. It's your question time. My heart's already broken. You're supposed to be the chosen one, Dave. I was supposed to lead the podcast into light, not leave it in darkness. Secret question time. So we talked about Daredevil season two. We talked about how awesome it was in the Punisher and. 
we talked about how, you know, Electra was pretty good, but she is mostly kind of annoying and not really believable. Um, okay. And we even yeah, told you, co- we caught you guys up on a, a couple different things you might not have thought about and might not might have known about with uh, some nice little Easter eggs in there. What I want to ask you guys is who. So let's say like we're taking born again out of the equation. Like we're not going to talk about that. Oh, uh, man. Let's, let's pretend born again is going to be season four. What do you want to happen in season three to really further uh, the story of Matt Murdock? Oh, that's well, considering I don't know too much about the character himself, except for what I've seen here and also in the movie. Um, like basically I get another, like, I guess brawl on fight with the Kingpin. Like, I don't know. Like I said, like, I don't know much about him. Like I want to see more Punisher, honestly, but we already know well, he's getting his own series. so That doesn't really count. Well, Dave, while, while you're thinking about it, let's just, let's just see what kind of, uh, our live, live viewers are saying on the matter i have one well we're gonna listen to the live viewers first and then we're gonna go to you amber (laughs) shut up amber there's people watching you're prepared i don't want to hear about it unless you're gonna stutter and be freaked out for a couple seconds i was i just thought of something and wanted to tell you anyways uh soul ghetto guy saying karen page completely fall from grace i agree with that i think that'd be fucking awesome and with porn star karen page heroin junkie karen page yes that would be you had me karen page taking it full penetration in the chest from bullseye karen page uh amber what are you gonna say i was gonna say i'd like to see uh daredevil slowly start to bridge the uh the gap with the avengers by having him have to face she hulk in a court case we don't even have a she hulk yet i know but it could be a great way to introduce her. i agree with amber oh, i'll take just, any she hulk opportunity before she's she hulk yeah it, it, it could i mean they're using uh daredevil to introduce a lot of characters and i think what, what better way to introduce jennifer uh, walters then, uh, then to introduce it to Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, that actually, I agree. That'd be really fucking cool. I just want to see Bullseye. I don't know why I'm on a Bullseye kick right now, but I just want to see fucking Bullseye. He's, oh, I don't know. Maybe he's like his nemesis or something. I don't know. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. Whatever. We've gone two seasons. We don't even see his fucking nemesis. Um, <laughs> you, well, well, there is that one episode where there's the, the sniper in the building and he's got a deck of cards. Yeah, it's true. It's bagged. It's not enough. Not enough. But yeah, I mean, um, just elaborating a little more though. I, I, I mean, they could even incorporate, uh, like Tony Stark, uh, Stark Tech. Or hold on, what is what is Tony Stark's company called? One more time. Sorry. Stark. Stark, Stark, Stark Industries. Wait, wait, wait Stark What's Industry. that guy? His name? You, you know, he Stark wears Tech. the iron Stark suit. Tech. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it Stark Tech. Listen, I know who Tony Stark is. Okay, so Amber's no longer our comic book girl. Uh, no, she's gonna I mean, be ejected. Everybody, say goodbye yeah, to yeah, her. Goodbye, Amber. <laughs> Whatever, I'm back. I crawled back. Anyway, no, I mean, they could have um, Murdoch representing Tony Stark, and then She-Hulk could be opposed to him, because that was actually one of the issues of the more recent uh, She-Hulk series. She had to face Tony Stark in court. Captain America. Hmm? It was Daredevil versus She-Hulk in court over Captain America. No, no, no. It had to do with a She-Hulk representing one. I mean, that might have been another one, but it was uh, over a, uh, a vil- uh, one of uh, Iron Man's villains. That that was uh, captured, but his family had had gotten screwed out of the of the patent that the supervillain made. So even though he was in prison and in the wrong, they still were entitled to the money that Stark Tech uh, took from from the uh, supervillain weapon or whatever. And she was trying to get the family that money, but Stark's company had it, so she had to like face him in court. Hmm. Rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serge, what about you? 
Hmm. Well, Electra is, I guess, going to come back because the whole, like, that whole Iron Maiden Lazarus Pit thingy or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see the warping in of the other characters like uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Mm. So maybe we have, like, uh, you know, a, a, like a better version of Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. So they all, yep. So they all like they all team <laughs> up, and there's like uh, some <laughs> antics that ensue. You know, they're just like, oh, who is this? You know, like like uh, Jessica Jones, is like, all right, uh, who's this guy or whatever? And you know, everyone like Daredevil surprised that she is like this super strength. I don't know how that'll come off as him seeing it, but and then the Luke Cage, Luke Cage's whole thing uh, where he's impenetrable, and they're all like, oh, well, well, what do you do? And like, wait, you're blind or something? You know, just like, wait, what the hell? Like, who's this guy? But then they all have to team up together to face off a villain. I'm not too. Uh, I I don't know who the, the Daredevil villain defenders are, for season three. Yeah, but yeah, there has to be like a good villain to come along for all of them to to team up against so they can all defeat somebody big. I want that to happen. Everybody come yeah. together. I yeah. actually I want to see, and I got super excited when I saw it, and it turned out not to be the case. And I texted Casey, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's not it." But um, I thought Iron Fist showed up in this for like a minute. <laughs> because that rich guy's son remember he was like Daniel 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 and I was like is that Daniel is it Danny Rand, Rand? Danny Rand oh. and I legit I was like that's no what that's fucking is so cool but we had a great <laughs> we had a great back and forth about it where it was like oh maybe he got his powers from ninja blood yeah. <laughs> or maybe like, what? yeah, or maybe like that he saw like what ninjas could do and stuff like that. And that's when he went in, in search of a better power. And that's how he became Iron Fist or something like that. But then turns out it's just, just coincidence as it's just another rich Daniel. Oh, yeah. Um, but that would have been a really fucking cool nod because he kind of looked like the actor, too, for a little bit. And then they started showing more close-ups and it was just like, nope, it's not him. Never mind. Sorry. 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 I It was my bad. It wasn't him. You just you're just too excited for a thing unto iron. That's what like dude like it's it's very interesting that I get like very passionate about Iron Fist because I've only ever read the Immortal Iron Fist. Like I haven't read anything else, but I like the Immortal Iron Fist. I there's, love there's, that. Honestly, there's not really much more worth reading. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting stuff from back in the day and all his team ups with Luke Cage, but that's the definitive Iron Fist story. Well, plus, I, you know, I I love a good uh, buddies in comics too. Like who who doesn't love a good little dynamic you your, duo you action? Got your, you got your blue and gold. You got your your cage and fist. Yeah. Your heroes mm-hmm. for hire. Yeah. Oh, I really I really liked this comment here in, uh, on 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 Twitch TV. We have Noble Armor saying, uh, "If you can cut out the courtroom stuff, please." We get that from none of the other lawyer courtroom shows. <laughs> <laughs> I want Boston Legal with with Daredevil. <laughs> oh God. I mean, I didn't I didn't think it was it was it was too prevalent, but at the same time, you know, he they are lawyers, so I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of what gives Daredevil some, a lot of his identity. He's like blind justice, you know. It's kind of a play on 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 the legal like um, icon. Oh sure. I guess. Oh, and really yeah. quickly, I can't believe I forgot to mention this too. Is anyone else not surprised that Clancy Brown ended up being the bad guy? Yeah, like Lex dude, Luthor that guy's himself. in everything. <laughs> I don't know, that kind of came out of nowhere. Know, he me, showed but... up and he was just like, I was that soldier, what arm, foolish, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, I don't trust you, though. I don't know if I'll never <laughs> trust you ever again. I don't trust you, Lex. Yeah. Kurgan, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it did seem kind of out of nowhere when he was like, I'm actually the bad guy. Ha. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think Mandarin. in all honesty, that would have been remedied if they had just spread that out, Electra and Punisher, over two seasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think in a way they, 
we had it had a lot of of, uh, of instances where not a lot happened because they were trying to meld these yeah. parallel plot lines. And I mean, like I said earlier, it, the same issue of Batman versus Superman. They try to like bit off more than they could chew. Yeah, it's so weird to see a courtroom drama happen, and then the next scene is just like fucking ninjas everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> fucking no, just ninjas. Just the scene in the, in the hospital where, where they're like taking care of the uh, evil zombie ninjas. Yeah, things, fucking. The and hell? then like ninjas right there. <laughs> I expected the other coworker, the other the other nurse, to go like, "Is this a joke?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, and then then stick taking out what's his name? What's the guy's name? Oh, uh, Nobu. Nobu. Like took his Nobu. head right off. He fucking stabs <laughs> him, awesome. chops like, his head off. Highlander Stay style, just dead. took his head off. It was great. There oh. can be and oh, what what makes it even more Highlander style is he just tucks his sword into the trench coat. Yeah. Yes, like that, no problem. That had to have been a nod to Highlander. It must have been. Like I swear to God, because so he just good. cut his head off. Stay dead, and he just puts in it like just. Just ah. Connor McCloud's Connor McCloud's not even smart enough to tuck it into his coat. He hides it on like a light in a parking lot or something. <laughs> Dude, just stick like steals the show for me. And in last season and in this one, I don't know what it is about him. He's, he's, just he's that asshole you just want to like. Oh, I mean, I don't want to like him. I do. But that's what I mean. Like, he's the asshole you like. He's like that. Yeah. Like, God damn it. He took my he took my woman, but he's a really cool guy. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that we got to have in the next season. What's that? Gladiator. Ooh. Oh, man, with the guy making his costume, right? Yeah, Melvin. Pa- I mean, come on. It's two seasons. They're giving us uh, Spider-Man and the Lizard Blue Balls. Yeah, well, they're, they're also uh, they're also uh, kind of giving giving uh, giving a uh, a way for them to make him descend into villainy. It, it's gonna says, everybody's gonna break up with tears when he's taking swings at Daredevil after something happens to Betsy and he blames right? it on him. Yep. It's gonna be because he, he said, I, I, "I'm here to protect you." And he's like, "Okay, okay." Oh, <laughs> uh, breaking my heart in a million pieces. But I always thought the Gladiator kind of sucked as a villain until I read the Ed Brubaker run, mm. where he's uh, he's like he's like not quite being mind controlled, but he's sort of being controlled. I mean, and as much as a person can be controlled by fear, yeah, manipulated by Mister Fear, and Mister <laughs> Fear is a a bad guy who I would love to see. In Daredevil season three, if again, if they're not doing Born Again, which I hope that they do, but if they don't, Mister Fear would be nice. Uh, for all intents and purposes, he's the Scarecrow, um, but he makes things a little more personal since he drives Matt Murdock's wife at the time to straight up kill people and get locked in an insane asylum. Oh, good. So yeah. he, uh, yeah, he takes it to a whole nother level with with the I hate Daredevil, I'm gonna fuck up his life kind of thing too. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick before we end, too, one thing I'd love to see, I'd love to see um, Ellison take the place of Ben Urich in this, like, universe, and we get to see, like, Marvels as a thing, and we get to see, like, you know, more of the ground level of these major major events that happen in movies, because Ellison's fucking awesome. He's the uh, the editor over at the paper. What a great beard. Dude, great beard. He's just a good <laughs> guy. I didn't trust him in season one at all, and it just turns out I was being a dick, but... That's something else I would love to see. It's more of Ellison kind of figure, or maybe Ellison diving into Karen Page's past and finding out there all this go. stuff. Maybe him just diving into Karen Page. Ah. Oh my God, Dave. Oh, no. <laughs> and with that, we are completely out of time for this podcast. We'd like to thank each and every person who has tuned in live on twitch.tv slash Funky. Also, who checks us out on iTunes and for your Android users on SoundCloud. Catch us here on Thursdays at 9.30 Standard Time. The Bad Cody Funky podcast. This was issue number 45, talking about season two of Netflix's Daredevil. On today's podcast, we had Mr. Greg. Bang! 
<laughs> Adam Bomb Amber. Kaboom. Here's Casey. Hey. Dave the Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. <laughs> and I'm Sergio. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. Make sure to check us out each and every Thursday at 9.30 Central Time. Also, don't forget iTunes, SoundCloud. Give us a like, share a link, subscribe, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. For everything you care about, back at funky.com. We'll see you guys later, or we'll see you another time. Or we'll see you never. Met you. I want Karen to vagina vagina swallow Murdoch. Murdoch. Oh, okay. Sexy Dave moment. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to cut out the fact that I said I'm cutting that out, so no one will know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be lost. Lost to the void. But no one will ever know.